0: Welcome to the Exchange Church Podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram at Exchange Houston. The following is a message from our guest speaker. And so this morning we're going to do something different. I'm going to ask Denise Nelson to come. She's shared some things with us, with me. And we wanted to have her share this. We were going to do it a few weeks ago. And I said, you know, I think it will be appropriate today on Christmas Eve uh, that we do this. So I'm going to ask her to share this with us this morning. Thank you. Um, We do real here, right? Okay. So I started a cold about three days ago. And so I have my tissues. Mm -hmm. I have my throat drops. (laughs) I have my little piece of uh, paper towel that has eucalyptus oil to help when I start coughing, got something to drink. See, I tend to want to attack viruses naturally. So um, I have both my daughters here today, and and I was texting my oldest daughter the other night. (laughs) And I said, yeah, coming down with something. I said, done the detox bath, attacked it with essential oils, put oregano oil on my chest. And I read that eating garlic and honey helps. And so I did that too. I said, and now I smell like an Italian dinner. (laughs) But okay, (laughs) if it helps. So please forgive the tone of my voice. If I start coughing, we're tag teaming, (laughs) Jay will take over. Um, But I I hope I can get through it. I've been excited about doing this. Um, When I was researching this, God continued to just blow my mind. Sitting at my kitchen table, I'm going, "Are you serious, Lord? Seriously? Oh my word! You just blew my mind." So that was that was my time studying. Um, Has anyone gone out shopping this morning? Be, Be real. Was anyone going out shopping after our service? Okay. Thank you for honesty. Have you ever thought how silly we all look to the Father? <laughs> Crazy people trying to find the perfect gift. Another gift. Another ten gifts. But the perfect gift. Do you know how silly we look? I'm, I'm going to give a little teaching about the gifts of the Magi. Um, are we able to do the scriptures up on the Sky Bible or no? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll read them. Um, Matthew two eleven says, after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and they worshiped him. Then opening their treasure, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, I don't know if any of you are as curious as I am, but I'm like... Why those three gifts? I mean, think about it. These are the three kings. They had resources on hand, like unimaginable resources. They were kings. They brought one gift each. Note to self, one gift each. Gold, frankincense. And myrrh. And it's so easy. I mean, we just get, it gets to be this routine. Oh, so the three wise men, they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, we just kind of, it just becomes so mundane, you know. And so I'm like, why? Why those three gifts? I mean, anyone who's been a new parent probably could have used clothes instead of myrrh. Gold makes sense. There's value. There's material value to that. Frankincense, it's an oil. Why? Why? Keep in mind that everything in the Bible has significance. Everything has a reason. There's there's no words that are wasted. I mean, think of the word if. If we do this, then God will do this. I mean, that's a small world, word, but there's significance to it. So I'm about to show you how the gifts of the Magi re- represent Jesus' life. God is so cool. I mean, Old Testament, he was even showing us about his son. It is so cool. So we're going to start with the first gift, Gold. <laughs> So, there are many, many references in the Bible um, about gold, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Gold was associated, and probably still is, with kings and things pertaining to kings and kingdoms. As it is today, gold is precious, was precious, it was valuable, and it was very rare, except where kings were concerned. And interestingly enough, I thought, I was like, really, this is so cool. Starting in the 14th century, gold was referred to as a noble metal. Hmm, that's kind of cool. Gold was and still is the standard by which things um, are judged, their worth is judged as, as far as material goes. Interestingly enough, pure gold, I mean, we women, we wear gold jewelry. Is it pure? Probably not. But pure gold is incorruptible. Keep that in mind. It's incorruptible. 1 Peter 1.23 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Corruptible, incorruptible, pure gold, relating to nobles and kings and kingdoms. Now this is, this is where I was like, my brain just tilted. Exodus 25, 10 through 21 says, Have them make an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold, both inside and out, and make a gold molding around it. Cast four gold rings for it and fasten them to its four feet with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry it. The poles are to remain in the rings of this ark. They're not to be removed. Then put the ark, Put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law, which I give you. Catch this word. Make an atonement cover of pure gold. Keep that in mind. We're gonna go back to that. Make an atonement cover of pure gold. Two and a half cubits long and a cubit and a half wide. And make two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. Make one cherub on one end and the second cherub on the other. Make the cherubim of one piece with the cover at the two ends. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim are to face each other, looking toward the cover. Think cover, keep that in mind place the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law that I will give you. There, above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. Okay, remember, make an atonement cover of pure gold. Okay, atonement means the reconciliation of God and humankind through Jesus Christ. Jesus is our covering. Think about that. When the Father looks at us, he doesn't really see us as we are. He sees us through the blood of Jesus, who is our covering. As Moses had the tabernacle in the wilderness built, he was instructed by God to construct the Ark of the Covenant out of acacia wood and overlay it with gold. Remember, pure gold, incorruptible gold. The mercy seat, which is the cover, was to be made of pure gold, as were the two cherubim that were to be placed on top of the mercy seat. It was then to be placed in the Holy of Holies. Now, the Holy of Holies was the meeting place between the high priest and God. It was a place so holy That the high priest, and only he, could enter just once a year to offer sacrifices for himself and the people of Israel for the cleansing of sin. Jesus, our high priest, made the final sacrifice. It's really, really significant um, that everything to do with the tabernacle, what I just read out of Exodus, that had to do with the worship of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, the Mercy Seat, the golden in, uh, altar of incense, the lampstand, the utensils, were either made out of pure gold or acacia wood overlaid with gold, remember, which is incorruptible. This symbolizes the corruptible nature. So when, when, when we had those, those pieces that were acacia wood and overlaid with pure gold, Think of this. It symbolizes the corruptible nature of human beings overlaid with the gold of the pure faith, thus making the true believer finally acceptable to God. Oh, my word. Gold is associated with that which is holy to God. Now I'm, so, so this is happening in the Old Testament. But do you see how it's reflecting? Jesus and his royal priesthood? Blow my mind. Exodus 28, 36 says, Next, make a medallion medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with these words, Holy to the Lord, and used to describe the nature of his word and his law. Psalm 19:9 9 through 10 says, The fear of the Lord is pure enduring forever the judgments of the Lord are true they're righteous altogether they're more desirable than gold think of that they're they are more desirable than gold yes than much fine gold sweeter also than honey in the drippings of the honeycomb the gift of gold was given to Jesus to symbolize that he was God in the flesh Next one Frankincense Frankincense was and is resin from a tree. Now, most of you know that Jay and I come from northern Maine, and in the spring, um, we, oh, Maine is full of trees. People tap maple trees to get maple syrup, so they they take this this tube and they hammer it into the tree so it, the tree is bruised and outflows the well, it's not maple syrup yet, but it's the, the sap. And then it's boiled and turned into maple syrup. So I could understand this from that vantage point. So frankincense is the resin or the sap from a tree. The tree needs to be wounded and bled. Hmm. Jesus, wounded, bled. The resin... During that time, and still today, in in natural therapies, is used to heal wounds. Okay. Is your mind being blown yet? Because, I I mean, like, every time I read through this, I'm like, once again, wow. (laughs) Isaiah 53.5 said, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed frankincense used to heal. It comes from a tree that needs to be wounded and bled. Exodus 30, 34 through 36. Then the Lord said to Moses, take fragrant spices, gum resin, onica, galbanum, and pure frankincense in all equal amounts, and make a fragrant blend of incense, the work of a perfumer. It is to be salted and pure and sacred. Grind some of it to powder and place it in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law in the Tent of Meeting where I will meet with you. It shall be most holy to you. So in my research, I was checking out those, the, you know, the fragrant spices, the gum resin, the onica, the galbanum, the onica, Get this. I was, once again, blown away. Onica The original Hebrew word means to roar as a lion. Jesus is called the Lion of Judah. Okay, blow my mind. I mean, God is so into detail that, I mean, really, why those things? I think we're remiss if we just take the word just at face value all the time. I think we need to sometimes go deeper and say, why that? Why that? So this, this place, this area called the altar of incense, which was a place of intercession. Okay, let's think back to Jesus. Jesus is our chief intercessor. Romans eight thirty four says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Frankincense was used in temple worship. It was mixed with the oil that was used to anoint the kings of Israel. In presenting this gift, the wise men pointed to Christ as our great high priest. The gift of frankincense given to the Christ child symbolized his holiness, his purity, his willingness to freely and wholly give himself up as a burnt offering. Just as frankincense is gathered by the cutting of the bark of a tree, the Lord was broken upon a tree. The cross that we might share in this gift. So we have gold, which represents his royalty, and we have frankincense, which represents his holiness. So I I guess I I can believe that we can all agree that these two gifts could be used as kind of like positive gifts, right? Yeah. Myrrh is different. Myrrh, like frankincense, comes from a tree that needs to be wounded and bled. It symbolizes suffering, trials, tribulations, and afflictions. Be thinking about Jesus and his life. The Church of Smyrna is known as the Suffering Church. And this makes sense when one realizes that the name Smyrna comes from the root myrrh, which means bitter in Arabic. The order of the gifts is also significant. First, we have the gold to represent that a king is born. The second gift of frankincense is to represent the holiness that the new king would walk in, live in, and minister in during his life. The last gift, to represent the bitterness of his suffering and his death. One more thing, the tree that myrrh comes from, It's a thorny tree. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nothing, absolutely nothing, is without significance in the Word of God. So I hope this brings a little more revelation to you about the gold difference in merc. Don't blow it off. There's so much to that. Father God meant so much more by these gifts than face value. Um this like I said so many times already blew me away. It really really did. I'm like, "God, you're so cool." When you take stuff from the Old Testament that doesn't seem all that important at face value, and you dig deeper and you find, oh, oh, okay, myrrh, a thorny tree. Jesus wore a crown of thorns. So you can see the progression of the gifts gold that a king is born, frankincense to reflect his holiness in his life and ministry, and myrrh, the bitterness of his death, which also included a crown of thorns. So it seems kind of really serious and somber, Um, but it's so easy to get caught up in what Christmas is today in the world. Take some time and reflect on it. Don't get so caught up in the presents and and the festivities, and those are fun. I'm not, you know, poo-pooing those, but let's just remember the simplicity yet complexity of this holiday. I didn't any of things. Thank you for listening to the Exchange Church Podcast. Follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for the Exchange Church Houston. If you would like to give to The Exchange Church, you can go to our website at iamtheexchange.com and look for the red button in the top right corner labeled Give Online.